Hello, and welcome back to Stories RPG, the podcast where we tell stories better together. And welcome back to Luna Uni, year one. Um, I'm Michael Lowe. I'll be your storyteller today, and I am joined by an intrepid crew of misfit punks who are currently trapped in the ever-shifting guts of a weird and ancient planet that also seems to be some sort of mechanism infested with trash rats. Hi! Say hello to all the lovely people! Yay! <laughs> Danger! <laughs> Hi, people! <laughs> hello, everyone. I am Scriv the Bard, and tonight I am playing Theodora, or Dora, the Technopunk. I am a, at least in my own mind, master hacker and robotics guru with my three wonderful robo-children, Janiel, Jamantha, and Jimothy all sporting the same beautiful jewel carapaces that I have. Oh, I, are they all iridescent? I, that's, that's a nice touch. Yes. Oh, iridescent friends in the family. Oh, perfect. Mm, it's genetic. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it. Tell them who you are, even with a little tuft out of your tail from last time. Meow. <laughs> oh, oh no I'm Mo. I want to be playing oh. Yafit Hio today he's a Tibetan. he's a cat like humanoid and uh, he's a little worse for wear when I'm not playing Yafit I am producing Bon Amigos podcast a travel podcast for kids right on and Zark uh, tell us about the brain in the box over there in the corner Oh, I am a brain in a box. Zark Zapham, <laughs> fastest pilot in the galaxy. Not the best, mind you, but the fastest. Got in an accident. Now I am a brain suspended in selectively conductive nanogel solution in a box. But right now that brain box is in a moderately fast um, hover bike, I guess. It's yeah, I guess we call yeah. It. It's, a, it's a chopper, really. It's sick. It's a grade up from it what you were cool. trundling around in for sure. Yeah. Yeah, my government loner body. So yes, everyone, these are our our misfit rebel science punks. And uh, this is Luna Union. left you you had finally brokered yafit had brokered some kind of truce with the uh with the trash rats who had been um devouring your tech and uh liquidating it turning it into this metallic dust yes and you are (laughs) you are slightly bedraggled you are slightly roughed up but they've agreed to take you through these shifting chambers underneath the surface of this planet to get you deeper now, one thing you couldn't understand, Yafit, was exactly how deep this thing goes or how deep they can go. But they said they'll take you as far as they can. Wasn't there a cost involved? Did we have to bring them food? We had to sacrifice one of our bikes. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's we right. Probably, probably not the one with the brain in it. 
and uh, we no. promise to. No, that's essentially my body. <laughs> Let's not sacrifice Zark's body. That'd be like asking you to cut off your tail. You know what I mean? You just don't do it. I kind of wish you had said that out loud because Danger would have been like, well, you weren't too uh, hesitant about sacrificing mine, so. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah, well, the thing is, Ace, we really only need the best pilot to have one. Oh, so. no. I, I'm rather fond of all of my organics. Uh, I, I don't want to be another brain in a box like you. So you have uh, you've brokered this deal, and the rats immediately start scurrying to the corners. You guys are all sort of settling down into the dust. It's almost firm enough to stand on. It's a little like, uh, you know, it's a little quicksand-like. It's very fine, powdery, metallic dust, flakes. And as you know now, it's dangerous to get it in your throats. They are they are uh, sort of amassed on one side. All these trash rats, and they you, you're getting a chance to see them more now because they're out of the dust. They're really interesting. Some of them look kind of rat-like. Some of them look kind of spider-like. All of them have pieces of machines sticking out all over, and many of them have multiple limbs. They've clearly been modifying. Whatever they eat, it's clear they can somehow process and add to their, their form. So they're a very diverse bunch of little oh, that's critters. That's amazing. I'm, I'm going to yeah, be super interested cool. now that everything's everything's calmed down just kind of off to the side or, or like in the background however we continue this negotiation i'm probably going to be kind of like trying to examine them almost befriend one well the children are, are clearly interested i'm just i'm having trouble picturing where we are with the verticality we keep falling down can you kind of describe what we're, yeah. where we're at right now so each of these chambers seems to be a large geodesic dome style thing with multiple facets on the side and the different sides can each seem to open and they also turn and you're not sure the mechanism by which all this stuff turns. But the reason you keep falling is you'll be standing with gravity pointing down and then the whole thing will shift and all of a sudden you'll be scrambling and all that dust will shift underfoot. And right now, what these, these critters are doing is they're all amassed, and the walls are becoming pale as you get deeper. Right now, they're, they're a very pale, like almost like a pure white color. They look very strangely clean. And despite you, you having a whole bunch of fuss in here, you haven't left a mark on the walls. All of these, these trash rats are sort of amassed against one of the walls, and they're just sitting there as if they're waiting. You're kind of hovering uh, like just above the dust. It's kicking up a little. So the rest of you probably are staying away from Zark at the moment. But clearly the rats are like waiting for something to happen. Didn't we set up a communication system with uh, Jimothy? Yeah, but Jimothy is over there chittering away to some of the rats. Okay. He apparently is not paying much attention to you guys. He's just really interested in chatting with the rats. Nice. Who are chattering back. There's apparently like a lot of communication going on with the children. I like the idea of at, at some point, if they interact more and more, Daniel, Jamantha, or Jimothy also trying to like eat something just to see what it does. <laughs> because apparently yeah. consumption of tech influences the adaptations of the trash rats. And that's something that the, the children and I are very fascinated by. <laughs> okay. Does anybody want to say or do anything? Or are you going to wait and see what happens? Because these things are doing something. You can go over there and try and talk to them, but... Something's going to happen shortly. No, it seems like they 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 seem generally um, favorable towards us at this point, right? I'm I, uh, Jaffet is just staying on Brillo's uh, uh, hamster wheel cycle and uh, <laughs> trying to lick and repair his tail, which has gleaming cybernetics 
showing through. Yeah, Brillo gives you a couple of passes of his little cleaning uh, wand. He's got a little tuning fork that vibrates the dirt off. Mm-hmm. And he's also hitting the other one that's the calm down one. Uh, you're not sure if that's for you or for him. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> as you're Both. sitting there, <laughs> the the wall that the trash rats are all amassed against, suddenly you hear, you hear a clunk and a shift, and you feel gravity shift underneath you, and it starts rotating. And that opens like a panel. The whole wall the trash rats are against opens like a panel, and they all swarm into another chamber. Do Is this where we start following? Did we decide uh, which bike yeah, that we sure. needed to sacrifice? Um, they've already eaten it. Yeah. <laughs> they've already eaten the third bike. They've already... Well, which bike was it? Well, who, who's without a bike now? We need to know. Yeah, who is without a bike? <laughs> Currently, it's Danger, whose who's Danger bike was got, already without a fell bike. in. Was she? Oh, I thought we had to give another. Yeah, because danger was right. Yeah, danger was Brill- already. Then it's going to be Brillo's. It's going to be Brillo's wheel cycle, unless you guys want to try to chuck, uh, you know, detach Zark from his bike. He might be hard to catch. Well, I think I still had a bike. Ah, well then, Dora, that you don't anymore. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I was about to say. I think I'll probably, uh, I'll sacrifice my bike. I'll at least have wings. You're going to take one for the team. <laughs> I like and the it. children can fly, so it's okay. <laughs> this is true. Um, so yeah, that's the business they were up to while they were waiting for the shift. Um, this is how it goes for the next few chambers. Basically, in every chamber, it seems like the rats can tell something about how these chambers are moving, and they know which sides are going to open, and you have a sense that they know where they're going. They're leading you very purposefully downward. Um, The chambers, you can feel as you're getting closer to like as you're getting further down, you can feel the pressure starting to increase. All of you feel heavier. You're having to spend more fuel, Zark, just to keep your bike up. Um, All of you feel like you're carrying like a heavy pack. Um, Things are getting denser the closer you get to the core. Uh, Eventually, there's a clunk and a shift and a final doorway opens and you see a huge series of these chambers that apparently are connected together and open. And it creates this strange, geometrically shaped room, kind of the size of a hangar, that seems to be full of weird parts and junk and workbenches and parts. And the trash rats stream into it, chittering away for you to follow. And you see a figure in the far side who turns around and he goes, Hey, what'd you bring me this time? And he looks over and he sees, sees you guys and he goes, Oh, oh, you found me a pilot. Maybe a few pilots. We'll need a few. We're going to go through at least two or three. And he waves at you guys and he goes, Keyboard. Yeah, that's exactly. So you act, do you say that? <laughs> I, I, say, I say that under my breath. I spit it under my breath. Skiboard. <laughs> uh, he's sort of like a hamster-like uh, otherworlder. He's very fluffy. Um, uh, his tail has a tuft on the end. He's wearing a, a jumpsuit that is completely stained and ripped in all sorts of places. And there are there's a huge machine that is in the center of this place. And Zark, you see it, and Danger spots it, and the two of you are in love. This is the fastest looking object you've ever seen in your life. It's absorbing the light. It seems to be painted so black you can't see any lines. It's dark-like. And it looks like it was designed to slip through any medium with the maximum efficiency. And you don't even know what the engine sticking out of the end is, but it's massive. 
You're wondering right now, actually, about like carriage capacity, like how much of this machine is engine and how much is actually compartment for people. And why is it being built underneath the surface of this planet? Why is he building this thing down here? So like Vento Black paint is like that kind of paint that just absorbs light, right? That's what's that's what I'm imagining in my mind. That sounds so cool. Yeah, blacker than black. This is here. a shout out to Douglas Adams. I don't know if you if you know the um it's in a restaurant at the end of the universe. There's a famous musician who plays and always likes to fly a uh, a spaceship into the sun and the spaceship that they fly into the sun is this ridiculous all black uh seamless unbelievably gorgeous ship and that's that's the ship. That's that's the one. Um so Skibart waves you over and he goes, "How'd you fetch up here?" And he goes, <laughs> He looks like you got a little bit dragging along the way. And he kind of pokes. Hey, uh, Zark, you know this guy. Wait. His name's what? not Skibort. That's not what he called himself. What's his name? Dump, dump, dump. <gasps> Who is this man? His name Drama. was uh, Seldama, Dr. Seldama, when you knew him. He's the guy who got you into that fighter jet that got you incarcerated in the first place. <gasps> what? Um, I don't think I'd have any hard feelings no. I say, so, uh, well, okay, I guess I'm just going to look for a minute. He, and he's making this ship. He's made this ship. Well, you, you so he's he's uh, chittering away at some of the cyber rats. And he goes, oh, okay. And he goes, you guys want to go to the core? That's perfect. That's what I want to do. And he goes, come on, come on. Who are you all? Uh, you can call me Skiboard if you want. That's what I called myself that last time. Uh, I like Jenkins too. Jenkins works. He sounds so sketchy, and I love it. Hey, the more it. he talks, the more I like him. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. You can go by different names. We can do that. He goes. If anybody <laughs> got any other names you want to try out. So he was with he was with the Luna Uni people. This is the guy they said they lost in the center. Remember, okay. Shantikalo and, right. and Yigsel said that they there was one down there, and they're like. They weren't. They didn't seem that worried about him. They weren't like go get him. They were more like get to the core. Oh, and if you run into him, that'd be great. <laughs> but they also were like, we can't go down to get him because what if we get lost? You know, that was the whole reason they sent you. Expendable. <laughs> he waves you all in. And he goes, look, I ain't got much for you to drink or eat or nothing. Uh, I've been using a condenser to get most of my liquids. And he says, it doesn't make for a bad tea though if you soak some of the Aldean oils. In the water, it's better than nothing. He pours you guys each a uh, there's it's like tin cans. There's like weird everything he's using is like empty battery containers. He pours you all some stuff. He's wait, like, wait, wait! Spits in wait, one wait, and wipes wait. it out. Hold on, we were sent down here to find you in this dangerous place, and you're just having tea. Well, it's better than not having tea. I mean, I'll drink your tea if you don't want it. <laughs> He picks up the second thing and starts sipping it. And I accepted a cup of tea. (laughs) You're going to have to grab it out of his hands at this point. He's got two and he's like, (laughs) you grab it, he hands it to you. Six arms. I can throw down and get a cup of tea. (laughs) You're very handy. (laughs) But um, (laughs) Clever. Dr. Skiboard Jenkins, um, whoever you are. uh, Choose one or the other. I mean, I like Jenkins lately. That, That one's feeling right. Um... He gives you a big grin, so two big, really orange rodent teeth in front. You go into the core? What's taking you this long? He goes, well, uh, well, where do I start? He kind of, he says, here. He sweeps off the desk a little. You can see there's all these different diagrams all across the desk. And he goes, 
look, as near as I can figure it. And he goes, wait, who are you people anyway? I mean, I know you got sent down here by Shantakalo and uh, that other guy, Yigsel, the big one, right? We, we were chosen for our, uh, our brilliance, our ability to uh, get things done. Our special skills. Yeah, and your ability to be disposable. He grins real big. He goes, me too. And he goes, it's okay. I'm right where I want to be. He goes, you too, right? Don't tell me you came down here because you didn't want to. He kind of eyeballs you all. Danger grins real big. And she goes, you got us, old man. And he goes, old? He's like, I'm 72. That's practically a, it's a baby. I've done more in my 72 years than most of my species. Uh, I lose my composure. My jaw drops. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot hide my, you are so old. <laughs> he, he throws out a hand to, to Danger and he goes, what's your name, kid? Danger's like, Ace Danger, Master Pilot. And he goes, oh, that's good. That's good. We need you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, how about you two? Can you fly stuff? I think Ace and Zark are pretty much your 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 pilots over here. Zark? He goes, huh, that's a funny name. I knew a guy named Zark once. Crazy guy. I mean, crazy in the right way. Don't get me wrong. Got him into some trouble. Not going to lie. What was he like? Was he handsome? Was he cool? <laughs> he goes, I don't know what he looked like. We scooped him right out of the, the box he came in and stuck him into a really nice fighter I had whipped up. He goes, he was the only guy crazy enough to fly the thing. I mean, it went way too fast. I designed it that way. It's part of my prototyping for this run. He points back at the ship. He goes, look, this is going to be the fastest anybody's ever flown. Or everybody inside that thing's going to be turned into absolute mush. Yeah, that's perfect. Sign me up. Zark, you, you know. Uh, I, 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 if you start talking to Zark, I give you an elbow. <laughs> my, 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 tail, my, tail, my tail whips you. Um, so, pop right in the back of the head. <laughs> what? I, I smile the- at you. <laughs> um, so, do you got to go this fast to get to the core? Oh, yeah. He goes, yeah. When you talk, Zark, he goes, ooh. He goes, your bike talks. You AI or? Listen, Doc, nothing artificial <laughs> about me. I can't tell a lie. It's Zark Zapham, your old friend. I escaped. I'm here. I'm ready to pilot the fastest ship ever. I know you said you need two or three. Forget about Ace Danger. I'm worth two or three pilots. <laughs> she goes, let's if he do doesn't... this. I can't hold it any longer. <laughs> she goes, yeah, if he doesn't roll you, he's he's a great pilot. Um, Jenkins goes, how about that? That's uh, one of them things. Uh, what you call it? Kismet. He kind of slaps the bike on the back and he goes, all right, zap him, buddy. You're the perfect guy. Okay, okay. So check it out. This is the way I figure it. And he, he spreads out the, the whole map and he goes, look, I've been a sanitation engineer, a scrapyard scavenger. I've done a lot of things. This though, this is the big hall. And he goes, these chambers, the way they work, they're interlocking. Rats won't go past a certain point though. Pressure gets too intense and the openings get unpredictable. They got it figured to about here. I can't go any deeper unless I go fast enough. So here's the thing. We got an opening. I call it the alignment. He grins really big and like looks really proud of himself when he says that. He goes, I got a thing with names. He says, so here's the thing. They all line up and there's a single shot all the way to the core, but it only happens for a fraction of an instant and it only happens once every couple cycles. 
I figure it's some kind of mechanism to help the core vent or something. I've taken some samples, you know, there's some carbon in there, maybe a little bit of CO2, but nothing too fancy. Could be something organic in there. Can you imagine? They could have some sleeping progenitors in there. We'd be so famous, I'd be rolling in scrap. Hold on, hold on. Question. Doc. Doc Scatman. Dude. Um. <laughs> Doc Scatman. Jenkins. Jenkins works. Scatman's kind of nice, though. It's got a ring to it. You got, you got a Scatman vibe to me. I'm not going to lie. Um, so if you say there's only a small window where we can enter, how do we then get back out? He goes, uh, you know, I haven't really figured that one. He grins kind of big. Mm. And he goes, I'm mostly worried about stopping. He nods. And he goes, you see, it's going to be going so fast. I'm, I'm not calculating we need faster than light. We already got that outside of a planet. But inside of a planet faster than light, you don't have enough space to, you know, slow down. So a lot of the engineering here is all about keeping the organics inside from going whoosh. He thonks on the side of the thing, and you hear this like this very hollow like echo, and he goes, "Full of gel. I've got it suspended. See? So everybody in this in the middle, you're gonna get turned. You're gonna get swirled, but you won't get smooshed." He looks real proud, and he goes, "Of course. Then there's the matter of fuel." What's the matter with the fuel? Yeah, what 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 is the matter with fuel? <laughs> I don't got any. <laughs> he kind of looks a little like he grins a little and he's like, "Then how do you know it works if you don't have fuel to run it?" He said, "Well, I mean, I had a little, but I burned it, you know, in my test runs. I need enough to fuel the whole thing, but I know where we can get some though." I I I I'm not comfortable with the we in this. <laughs> no. 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 Why why do we keep meeting adults? who are so happy to use us as the test. You know, and I say this to, like, my, my fellow kids here. Yeah, just to no one in particular, like, why does this keep happening to us? He goes, adults? He goes, I told you, I'm 72. I'm practically, like, one of them, uh, what you call them, from Earth. What's it, a teenager? You're like two, three lifetimes of my people. Come on, Gramps. He goes, we mature slowly. <laughs> we what do you we can tell. <laughs> I, I, I'm young at heart. <laughs> he says, look, look, it's antimatter, right? It's the only thing that works for this kind of combustion that we need. Good news is they got a vault. This whole thing, right? It's got to run on something, yeah? I figured it out. It's a vault of antimatter. The thing is, the trash rats won't go near it. It's got too many of the maintenance drones for, from deeper down. And, uh, you know, they're not comfortable with that. But if somebody could go in there, I got this portable magnetic field. He pulls up this thing. It looks like uh, kind of like a, a big sleeve with a grippy gauntlet in the middle. And he clacks it and it spreads these metal arms out. And he goes, you scoop out a bunch of antimatter in this thing and you bring it back here. We got enough fuel. And he goes, but and he kind of looks, he, he taps on this little uh, this like forearm computer that he's got on. And he goes, yeah, alignment's coming up. You probably only got like, I don't know, maybe an hour, an hour and a half tops. But if you can get that antimatter and get back here, then the alignment's coming. And y'all can be the first people to make it into the most incredible and amazing discovery in the history of history. And if we don't? Come on, who doesn't want to be famous? If we make it back. He goes, oh yeah, oh yeah, ifs. He nods. <laughs> 
Is there anything from his sketches in his room mm-hmm. that can help me in the scene? I'm just putting that back on the table since I have a, a, a holographic scan of how of how this Revelation. person thinks. Uh, I'm I'm mostly thinking not because of, because I'm not a scientist of leverage I could use against him. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, I just we don't have to use that right now. I'm leaving that on the table. Mm-hmm. Leaving that on the table. Uh, I will say that one thing that you found out from from Jenkins' research is. Uh, Jenkins himself seems like he's he's kind of a coward. He right. seems real excited to get this figured out, but you're also you're also thinking that like whatever he did with this ship, he's going to want a connection so he can prove that he was involved, like it was his invention that got to the core. Mm-hmm. So he's both pretty proud of himself and he's also pretty pretty worried about, you know, bodily harm. He is he is still young, you know. He's got so much life to, left to live. Well, so do we. Sure, but he's not worried about your life. You have to worry about your life. You know, Dora Dora's having a lot of like Dora's having a hard time, I think, right now, just mentally. Because I take that idea of like community and family and looking out for people very, mm-hmm. very seriously in my my own like uh hive culture, right? And the fact that we just at every turn are running into people who could care less about yeah, world punks. Yeah, I get it. We made some mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. But who could care less about any of us surviving? Hmm. And this is supposed to be a university, quote unquote. It's not a university like, yet. What? What? This is the well, thing. Well, it's not a university yet, and it won't. It won't be if they keep treating all the kids this way, will it? So certainly, I think certainly just not. in the back of my mind. Dora's having a lot of trouble rationalizing all of this and finding any sort of motivation to continue to put our lives on the line. Mm, that's interesting. Amidst all this skepticism, Zark is just doing <laughs> the robot equivalent of like getting undressed as fast as possible so I can get installed in this new ship. I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm like, bl- like blowing cables. I'm like, like hatches like, are smoking everything. I'm just like trying to get myself extricated from my thing. Yeah. Is, is Dak helping out? Actually, what, Dak, is, Dak is is messing around in some of the the like equipment and seems to be putting something together over there. Um, but as you're doing this, like Jenkins spots you and he goes, "Hey, hey!" He goes, "Calm down, hot pants. There's no fuel in the engine. You're you're not going anyway yet. You gotta get the antimatter first. And he goes, "Of course, you don't have to." He's like, "We can wait a couple more cycles. Cyber rats can take you back to the surface. I can wait, but I don't wanna." So what's in it for us? He goes, I don't know. He's like, what? Why in, why in the heck are you down here in the first place? I just assumed you were as crazy as I am because you're here. We were coerced. We were told we couldn't go home unless we did all of this. I will remind you, Dora, and I just want to check in. Temperature check. I want to remind you, you had the option to go home. You just had to go through, you know, the kumbaya singing and the oh, hand holding and the basket weaving. I, I, I know, but this, this is, this is. Gotcha. I'm just know, checking in with you as a person. Are, this is character. Okay. I'm okay. good. Okay. Thank okay. you for just, checking in. I wanted I'm to double good. check because I wanted to be like, yeah. But Dora is. <laughs> <laughs> Dora's tweaking. Thank you I got for you. checking in. Dora's oh. tweaking out a little bit because it's one thing after another with kind of no confirmation yet that we're doing anything right. Not really. We found the doctor. That's good. And we're, we're kind of discovering some interesting things. And that's, that's good. interesting that you want to be told that you're doing something. You want somebody's approval. 
Well, Dora and, and a lot of us have been told that we only do things wrong for a long time, right? So of course, Dora is going to be wondering that. I, it's interesting because I think this is Dora's the only person on the squad so far, apart from maybe Brillo, who seems very anxious, but you're not sure if he wants approval or just to be left alone. Um, but it seems like the rest of them, you know, Yafit's clearly like inoculated against shame. Zark has so much like <laughs> Zark only wants what he wants. Danger seems to be in it for the thrills. And it's interesting that, you know, Dora's the person who's like, why isn't anyone taking care of us or telling us we're doing a good job? <laughs> Um, I think I think the conversation with Shanta Carlo kind of got Dora thinking about uh, bigger picture things a little bit. Like we've got might, responsibility to other life and to other people and beings. This is this is deep. Shanta Carlo kind of like gave Dora a little bit of a revelation. Man, I'm sorry. What did I do? Um, I like it. Um, I really like it as character development. <laughs> All right. So you're having this this moment. Um, uh, Zark, this thing was made for you. You're, you were made for it. You were born for this. Your, your entire, like every neuron is a fire with like, I have met my, I have, I have met my destiny. Um, you want to get in that thing and get going, but without the antimatter, it's not happening. Danger is like, I'm down. She's like, I got to know what's in there. I mean, there's no point coming this far and turning back. Is there? I mean, I never let it live it down. She looks at the rest of you and she goes, I'm happy going in with Zark. If none of the rest of you want to go, she's like, I get it. But this is the kind of thing I'd, I'd, I'd die to live for. She grins. <laughs> uh, some of us need a little persuading, Jenkins. Uh, what, 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 what you got to trade? He goes, trade? He goes, I'm trapped in the middle of a weird planet in the, on the edge of space. He goes, I don't know. You can find stuff lying around the room. He's like, I don't know about you. I'm here because I want to find some stuff out. I want to be famous, and I want to figure it out. Come on, don't you wonder? Who were they, right? What did they do? How'd they do it? I don't even know how this planet's working. At the depth we're at, we should be crushed like pancakes. And he goes, it feels a little heavy on me, but like, I don't know about you. Gravity isn't smushing me. He looks at you and raises his eyebrows. He goes, I'm telling you, this is the kind of tech that could change everything forever. If you're not into that, then you should definitely go, you know, I don't know. Don't they have that mall planet and, you know, pretty paradise? I heard that place is nice. He kind of rolls his eyes. He goes, give me excitement any day of the week. I turn around, I bend over, and I say, fix my tail. (laughs) 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 He, he, uh, to his credit... He's like, ooh, tail damage. He's like, yeah, no, that hurts. <laughs> He's, he kind of like is pulling on his own tail as he does it. And he goes, there's nothing worse than when they get your tail. Um, he says, let me take a look. And he kind of starts fidgeting. Dak wanders over with a couple of parts and just drops them on the table. And he goes, oh, <laughs> like immediately. Start, and he looks over and he's like, thank you. The two of them are working on your, would you I like start, a heart back? Would you I, like I, a heart back? I'd like a heart back. And I start oh, talking yeah. him through an upgrade based on some of his prior plans. Nice. Oh, I, I like it. Okay. Um, so he says, we don't got much time. He's like, you come back from this thing? Sure, we can spend all the time we want monkeying with your tail. But right now, he looks at his thing and he goes, time's a-wasted. We got to get the fuel and we got to get you in position if we're going to do this thing. Zark, buddy, you going on the fuel run or do you want to just get stuck to that thing so you can, you know, dream dreams about it? He grins. He goes, it is pretty, right? I mean, I tried to make it pretty. 
oh, it's it's beautiful and it's my wife, but where is the fuel? Uh, <laughs> he goes, I don't like the gender things. <laughs> he says, but I appreciate that my art moves you. <laughs> he kind of looks like very pretentious for a moment, straightens up a little, and he goes, not everybody appreciates, you know, a really great illegal spaceship. Um, I just got to find a priest to marry us, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Where is um, where is the fuel? Let's 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 make this yeah. plan real quick. He uh, okay, so he sketches out a route and he's like, "Look, when you get in there, there are these drones. the The scrap rats they don't want to deal with them, but the drones they seem to you know do maintenance on the structure. That's how come when even these guys eat at stuff, they gets repaired. And he goes, they seem kind of you know swarm minded. So if you trigger them by doing some damage, if they catch you stealing the antimatter, you know they might swarm you and I." I ain't seen him eat anything just yet, but you know, scrap rats don't like them, and I trust the scrap rats. You get that thing, and you get back here. It should take you twenty minutes tops. I'm I'm gonna turn to the children. Yeah, the children, by the way, have been enthusiastically talking with the scrap rats. Jamantha and uh, and Daniel have have picked up on Jimothy's chatter, and they're all talking away. Mm-hmm. And the scrap rats have been showing them around. Uh, they seem and really I am so excited. Proud of their foreign language studies. Um, <laughs> so I, w- I want to bring them in. And say, hey, this is dangerous, right? And you know that we look out for each other, right? There's there's a little bit of chittering. There's a couple different colors that flash. They're like, there's a little bit of a like danger. Meh. They don't really have a sense of danger yet. They haven't really taken any damage. This has all been kind of fun for them. Which is good, but I still want to, I want to have this talk with them because I feel responsibility now. <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry. And I, I basically, right? Yep. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> I, I, you know, um, it's, it's my fault. I'll take it. So I basically, I, I want to express to them, this is all very exciting. This is cool, right? There's a, there's a bunch of beeps and whirs and whistles. Yep. But if we do this, we might not be able to go back home. Um, it's Daniel who makes a kind of little query noise. And it's like, home, question mark. And it's, then there's a, like a scattering of like, yeah, no, hmm. this, is, this is home. And it's like, you, me, oh. us, this is home. Yeah. We're oh, home. Oh, they've got hive, hive sense now. Yeah. They're, they're, they're at home because they're with you and each other. That's a good point. And and they're like, yeah, and the, these oh. guys seem seem nice oh, too. I'm gonna cry some big old beetle tears. <laughs> yeah. It's like, plus, look at all of these. This would be a great home. We should stay here. They like the scrap rats. Maybe we can come back and visit your f- new friends. But <laughs> so where I are we just going? Want to make sure that we we do this and, and you want to do this. Do what? That no one's making you do all of this. If you wanted to stay with your friends or go back up to the ship. You can, but this could be a kind of a scary thing. There, there's a moment where they like all pause and they're kind of like not understanding what you mean. You're not being yeah. clear. You, you mean like without me. You mean you guys could leave and, and, and leave me behind. You could go somewhere else. That's what you mean, right? No. Oh. You're going to say that? Because they don't understand this what you mean. They're like, yeah, we'll go over here. We'll go over <laughs> there. We'll take trips to different places. That's what we do. We, we travel. We go places. We see stuff, we do stuff, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like confident being and, and, and worrying. They all seem very happy. Like this has been a great they've been having a great time. Okay. 
Like ever since you went to so the council, they've been like thrilled. Yeah. yeah. Nonstop, nonstop <laughs> fun and excitement. It's been great. Well, the <laughs> Daniel, Jamantha, and Jimothy don't seem to have any qualms about any of this. So Dora, Dora just keeps thinking of, am I making decisions for them? Are mm-hmm. they doing things because they want to or because they are programmed to? Because again, Carlo inspired me. Uh, so that's that's basically where what Dora is trying to communicate here. <laughs> yeah, this is at the heart of the Robot Liberation Army requiring licensing before mm-hmm. you create, because otherwise you're going to be tortured with that. Because how do you know if your biases didn't make them willing to do mm-hmm. these things that they might not be if they had real free will? What is free will? <gasps> mm-hmm. So the three of them don't have a sense well, of danger for, here. At, at the risk of derailing the, the, <laughs> the session <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> with existential crisis, Dora. Yes. Uh, well, so let me say this if it helps at all. You can always make a character decision here. Dora can ditch the children with the scrap rats just for the trip to keep them safe. Or you can decide to pile these two into the ship and stay behind with your children. Or you can take them with and then, you know, worry that you made the wrong decision for the rest of your life. There's lots of Mm -hmm. possibilities. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah. So, well, what I was trying to get a sense of is if they if they would be able to, if, if they still wanted to go knowing the danger, that's, that's what you it was. I don't think they have a strong sense of what danger is. They've been yeah, repaired they before. They haven't taken okay. a lot of damage. They don't have a sense of what danger means. They're not real clear on death yet. Well, maybe we start with the antimatter and go from there. Okay. Dora's going to think about it a little bit as we go. Are you willing to take them, take them to check out the antimatter? I mean, there's some drones. They were like, yeah, these ones say there's, you know, uh, Daniel's the one who's like, these ones say, there are others who are even even bigger, and they're kind of scary. I want to meet them. Um, so he's excited to go meet the drones. Your problem may be like when he maybe, sees the drones, he may can, buzz right over. Maybe we can do to, something to influence the drones. Yeah. You never know. All right. So you're down for at least antimatter. Because like, look, if you're going to get out of here, the yeah. ship will probably help anyway, right? Yeah. Is everybody else down for going and finding the antimatter? Yeah, we're ready. Sark's pumped. All right. One trash rat, and it's the biggest, oldest, scraggliest looking. Uh, Jenkins says, this is Queenie. She's going to take you. All the rest of them listen to her. She's the only one got guts enough to take you far. And he goes, I'll come with you too. Uh, I, you know, if, if anything, I'll just hold the door open in case. Um, so you go over and, a, you know, one of the sides has a, a, looks like basically it's been carved out a doorway. Somebody has used a, a torch and carved it out. Dak, as she goes through, kind of like fingers the edges and kind of nods approvingly. She turns to Jenkins and she goes, laser cutter? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, she goes, nice work. (laughs) You all thread through. Um, You go through a series of like more interlocking rooms. These ones, uh, you know, you have to do some waiting and some shifting, but they're getting bigger. And eventually Jenkins kind of taps the floor and squeaks a little at Queenie, and she she squeaks back, and he goes, it's right below us. This is where we have to get quiet. And he goes, we got to get through this floor. The antimatter's suspended in an electromagnetic field. We got to get a chunk of it and get out before we trigger the drones. And he looks at you guys, and he goes, so uh, you got ideas, right? Because I'm out. You're out? What was your first idea? Getting you guys to get the antimatter? <laughs> oh, that is a good idea. Do you think the drones will come in here after us? He goes, 
uh, they tend to swarm. They, they, they seem to be able to make their own ports like they can meld with the walls and go through. I don't know what the, what the substance is or how they do it, but they can come right in. Do you have a sense that the, the drones will come after the antimatter? If I'm right, and that stuff is what's fueling all of this, and he waves his hands at all the shifting chambers, and he goes, I can't imagine they're going to be really, you know, calm about it. We might have to, you know, hot You said it. something about how they are repair. They are repair drones. So if we create some sort of distraction for them to focus on repairing, maybe that would buy us some time. Dak kind of perks up and, and is like, you want me to break something? And grins. I want us to break something, Dak. Okay. Um, so what do y'all want to break? So how about I ride on the bike, Zark? No dipping while uh, Theodora... <laughs> The children and Dak uh, give us cover. Is that a plan? Okay. Danger's like, I'll go after the, the antimatter. She's like, you let me. I'll grab it. You can get me close, right? And she she kind of kicks the bike. I, I look at Ace saying that she's happy to ride Zark again. And I mm. stare her in the eye and say, you are not well. <laughs> she goes, it's taken you, you this long to figure it out? <laughs> She's got an interesting <laughs> shade of like lime green. It's like kind of a chartreuse color, both hair and skin. And and she she's like, I mean, he's fast enough and getting a chance to scoop antimatter straight from an electromagnetic field. Who wouldn't want a chance to do that? All right. By the way, Brillo puts a hand up when she asks that question. He goes, I, I would not <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> like Dak nods. Like a couple of the rest of you are like, mm. she goes, great, it's settled. And she hops on it's you, settled. All right. uh, Zark. And she's like, so we're on the scoop. Who's going to make things break? Hold on, hold on. Brillo, Brillo, brilliant Brillo. He looks a little nervous and kind of like. Okay, so sound waves. You are a master of manipulating sound waves and it's amazing and incredible. And I've been wanting to learn, but more on that later. Okay. Would you... <laughs> And Javantha possibly be able to figure out a frequency Jam that could drones. kind of dull the drone's senses enough for Drac and I to go break something. I, I, so I, then I, they focus in on those repairs and Zark and Ace can go get the antimatter. Is that possible? He thinks about it for a second. He goes, well, it would require some knowledge of the frequency of the broadcast and the, the, the various waves involved. And, and he, he starts sort of mumbling to himself. You, I think, you think this is Brillo's can help with that. This is Brillo's equivalent of a yes. Let's start the drama clock, shall we? Yes. Okay. Yes. So this is Brilliant the Brillo. this is the antimatter plus, we're going to add, this is not just the antimatter. This is the antimatter plus the run down uh, the alignment which is Zark's moment of glory. So we're going to get all of these in one go and see if we can't get you to the core. Time for you to see if you can grab the antimatter, get in the ship, get through the alignment and into the core. And yeah, you're going to need quite a few triumphs and not so many moves. And you're going to have to deal with that next time.
And that ends today's episode of Luna Uni. Join us next time to figure out if they get eaten by drones, uh, blown up by antimatter, crushed by the alignment, or if they actually make it to the core in one piece and are trapped forever in the center of an ancient planet. Um, in the meantime, if you'd like to play our <laughs> what games... What could go wrong? What could go wrong? You can find us at storiesrpg.com, patreon.com, backslash storiesrpg for all of our games in one good go. And uh, you can find classes uh, to play with me on luckoflegends.com. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.